Welcome, and thanks for joining me. This is Vicki Wu, and as always, we're talking about the best tips for marketing your small business. I draw upon over 30 years of experience marketing for world-class organizations, plus strategies implemented marketing for nonprofits who had little to no budget, and combine the golden nuggets of marketing wisdom learned into effective, efficient, easy to implement, and affordable marketing strategies for small businesses. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of the latest updates. Hey, good morning. It's Vicki Wu, and it's time for your Friday morning marketing coffee break. We're going to be talking about, over the next several casts here, the new SEO. Some of the changes that Google has been implementing over the course of several years, but you really see it more in the past year to year and a half, takes what the SEO experts that were using some of the best practices and really is expanding upon those. And keywords, meta descriptions, your heading tags, all of those things are still important. Alt tags on your images, but there's a few specific ways that search has been changing lately. And we're gonna discuss those different ones in a series of messages over the next few weeks. I will also let you know that I have an upcoming training that is kicking off the end of July that will be specifically on helping you implement these pieces. It'll be a group training, so it's not, you know, expensive one-on-one course. We'll be going over specific ways that you can implement additional SEO methods as well as these new SEO pieces. The first one I want to talk about a bit is the the answer box. Um, people also call it the instant answer featured snippet. Some call it rank zero on the page. And that's when lately you have been doing a search and the answer comes up for you. You don't even have to click through and go to a website. It could be something like if you're looking for a recipe for apple pie, instead of having to click and go to a website, it'll list all the steps right there for you. Or very common, if you want to know what the temperature is in your town, it'll give that answer to you in an answer box without you having to go click through to weather.com. Similarly, if you are looking for um, how to change your oil, rather than having to go and sift through a bunch of websites that are places that provide oil changes for you, it may give you a video or some other steps. So that answer box is very different and it ties into one of the later topics we're going to talk about probably next week about voice search. And the big thing to keep in mind is that because people aren't clicking through, it's really changing how you need to be developing your search engine optimization on your website. There's a couple tips though to help you get one of your pages or posts ranked up in that answer box a little bit easier. Can't guarantee that you'll get there, but the things you need to know are there are three main types of content in that answer box. There's a paragraph content that is the most common about 63, 60 to 65% of the answers provided at this point are in paragraph format. There's also the list format, which would be very similar to the apple pie recipe where, you know, it's a list of steps. And also very 
common about the same as the list is a table. You might see this in something like a price comparison table. The important thing to keep in mind is that the results that end up in an answer box are in relation to a keyword query usually that asks a question. So you want to, as you are continuing to structure your, your text in your website, you want to be making sure that instead of in the past, it was just keywords. Um, for example, a keyword of mine might've been digital marketing, but now people are asking questions and that's what's ending up in the answer box. So instead of just including the short tail, old term you might've heard of, keyword of digital marketing, I might want to include a long-term key tail that was specifically question-oriented. How do I do digital marketing? What's the benefit of digital marketing? Some of those types of things and make it a question and answer format. It doesn't have to be strictly like an FAQ type document, although those are great, but I want to make sure that I'm using the term that someone's going to search for so that I can end up in that answer box. Another um, important thing to keep in mind is the format and language. It's very literal. People search a certain way and the result most likely to come up is one that kind of most directly answers that question. They also, Google will look at whether the content is accurate. So you always wanna make sure the content you're producing is accurate. And you also wanna keep into consideration the maximum kind of snippet length that Google prefers. They say around 50 words, but I also had a study. Let me see if I can find the note. I pulled up a study that said most of the snippets that are being shown in that answer box for the paragraphs are 30 words or, or less. You don't have to keep it right at 30. Obviously, some of the answers are gonna be longer and some are gonna be shorter, but you do want to make sure that you can at least basically answer whatever question you're answering in a very concise way initially so that Google can pull that snippet into the answer box. It also helps greatly if you have structured data on your website. This is schema markup. You can either do it directly through writing the schema code and installing it on your website, such as in your header file, or you can use Google Tag Manager those are both kind of complicated um, prospects, but it's one of the pieces that we will be going over exactly in that training course that we are kicking off on the end of July to help people set those up on their own website. Also for the table version that we mentioned, again, a good example of that is a price comparison table. For example, if I was going to price compare the top five CRM systems, I might have that in a table format with the name, the price, maybe is there a free trial available, a few different columns. Most of the times when people set up tables in their content, they're just putting in the information, you know, in the cells. And if you've ever used the table HTML code, you know there's that table row and table data. One of the pieces that Google uses, which not everyone implements, is a table header. That is the code that tells Google that it's the column heading. And that's another way that will help 
you kind of tweak your existing content if you're using tables to get it in that answer box. Similarly, the list is often information from the H2 tag. So your second level header, most often, especially like if you're using a WordPress website, your, the title of the page that you've put in ends up as a H1 by default, unless you have changed that somewhere in the back end, you know, in the PHP code, even in the CSS, wherever. That title is usually header one. If you're going to just create content, if you start typing, that's a paragraph. So the best thing you can do is break your content in your article into different sections and use the H2 header as the header of those sections. And in that H2 header, if you are hoping that your content can show up in that Google answer box as a list, those H2 headings would be the list that shows up. So for example, if it's a recipe, each step of my recipe may be an H2 heading. So I may say, you know, the H2 heading is add the eggs to the mix. And under that, I may have a paragraph of text that talks about how to do it or whipping it in or, or whatever. The next step may be pour the mix into the pan. And then I may have a paragraph of text under that saying you need a nine by nine pan, whatever it may be. So using those markups in your content that Google is looking for will help you have a better possibility of appearing in the answer box. We're going to talk a lot more next week about, it will overlap both voice and the answer box a little bit on a couple of ways you can search for what kind of key terms to use. And instead of keywords, it's still keywords, but remember, we're not going short tail, which is one or two words. We're going for the long tail that is a question format. So I'll go over a couple ways you can do that a little bit deeper research now that will benefit both the answer box and the voice search. Then other things we're going to be talking about are voice search in specific, a little bit deeper. And we're going to be talking a lot about kind of the newest thing that Google has kicked off, which is search based upon the stage of the customer journey and how they're going about figuring that and how a couple of tips, how you need to start looking at your content on your website, your existing content and new content, and kind of changing up a little bit of how you present it, not necessarily what content you have, but a good way to kind of think that through different like buckets or pillars and customize content for each different one. So those are the upcoming pieces we will be talking about. Again, we'll have a training, a group training kicking off at the end of July. So watch the website for that and you can hop in on that and we'll be walking you through exactly how to implement some of these pieces in your own business. As always, if you have any questions, drop them below or visit the website and shoot us an email and we will either answer your question directly or we may have it answered on our one of our next shows. Hope this has been some good initial information about the new SEO. We will see you next week on the same topic with more information.